0: Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. This is show 25, and the first show of season two, so welcome and welcome back. Thanks for listening. Never thought I'd make it to season two. For tonight's show, I'm really going deep and looking at the enigma and conspiracy theories of Denver International Airport. Once again, I'm alone for this show, so get out your tinfoil hats and let's explore this subject together. And remember what we talked about with the tinfoil hats last week. (laughs) The show is candid with mature content and some adult language, so be advised. Before we dive in too deep, remember to hit that subscribe button and give this show a thumbs up. Your support is what helps keep me bringing you fun and freaky shows with colorful guests, interesting ideas, and amazing stories. You should also keep in mind that I've included some neato photos and videos in the YouTube version. So if you're listening to this, remember to check out the video too. You can find it easiest by browsing the video gallery on my website. My channels are all full of fun little goodies that'll make you go, hmm, and they can also be found on my website along with all my social media, YouTube, and podcast links. The Rabbit hole dot Club. That's right, I said dot Club, C L U B. The audio version of this show is also listed with all the podcast distributors under Colleen's Rabbit Hole Club. Colleen, C O L L E E N S, Rabbit Hole Club. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and so many more. If you or someone you know would like to share a scare, a show idea, a personal experience, or anything else odd than usual, you can send an email to submit at therabbithole.club. And now, here's the show! Starting out tonight, let's take a look at this week's Rabbit Reel, perusing bizarre news around the world. First up... Mysterious antennas are popping up on mountaintops all over Utah. Over the last year, strange antennas with solar panels and locked battery boxes have started appearing all over the state of Utah. Speculation is that they are helium cryptocurrency miners, but no one seems to know for sure and no one is claiming ownership either. Some of those most recently discovered have been on mountaintops, buried in snow with only their antennas visible. Authorities say their appearance have really ramped up over the last couple of months and they have no idea what they really are or who they belong to. More on this as word comes in. In San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge is in the news this month for singing. That's what I said. Singing. Check this out. This creepy sound can be heard all over the bay area and is being blamed on the wind whistling through the new suicide deterrent railings that were installed in 2020. recent storms brought high winds also bringing the extra creepy sounds plans for a redesign are on the board in other news if you're interested in psychedelics this ought to tickle your hallucinogenic bone dmt or dimethyltryptamine, has been the subject of much controversy over the last few years. I've never personally tried this compound, but I know lots of people who have, and they swear by its legitimacy. I've heard in read accounts where people under the influence of DMT see shapes, colors, and spaces you can't imagine. They go places they never thought possible. They get downloads from the cosmos in massive volumes, and they meet incredible beings they weren't expecting. The time they're in that realm seems like millennia while they're there, but when they come back to the real world, they find it's only been a few minutes. Administered in the correct dosage and under the correct circumstances, DMT has proven to be very therapeutic for a vast array of mental and physical ailments, In fact, it's on the agenda for medical legalization along with cannabis, ketamine, and psilocybin in some states. The only real complaint I've heard from any accounts is that the experience doesn't last very long and they found themselves having to leave in the middle of what they believe to be a very important interaction. Enter the Psychonauts. This new program out of Boulder, Colorado is exploring new possibilities through extended DMT experiences. This team of psychotherapists is conducting prolonged DMT experiments to see if this substance is revealing new places in the human mind, new dimensions to our reality, or just a chemical reaction to being really high. Whatever the case, we'll keep you updated on their progress and on their findings. In other news, Retired psychotherapist and FBI agent John Edmonds says he's selling his Stardust Ranch home in Arizona for $5 million because he's tired of his family being terrorized by aliens and entities. The greys, unfortunately, that we have run into in the house and on the property are anything but peaceful. It's going to go to somebody that understands the true nature of In a situation much like the Skinwalker Ranch, John and his family have had quite the terrifying adventure over the years and we will have to do a show on it at some point. He said he's killed 19 gray aliens while living there, some with his samurai sword. That's right, I said his samurai sword. Other folks say they've had only positive experiences on the property, Edmonds admits that it's a mixed bag, and the property tends to emulate each individual's current state of mind. Oof. He also says the property is not for your typical family, but it's a great university for learning. Wow, we'll keep an eye on this one. That's not all the weirdness in the world this week, but that's all we have time for in this episode. Here's this week's Colleen's Colloquy. Just a bit of life's wisdom that's helped me along the way, and I'm passing it on to you in hopes that you might find it helpful, too. Feel welcome to comment, or you could share your own. My mother was such an incredible human being, and she had quite the unique perspective on things. This colloquy is what she referred to as critical mass. She believed there were two types of people on this planet those who are sleeping deeply in the morbid programming of our society and those who are waking up to their soul's awareness she described this concept of critical mass as that of a weighted scale on one side the sheeple huddle together in masses manipulated by fear and on the other side are those who are waking up and trying hard to maintain the scale balance without breaking their fucking necks she believed that one day, the sheeple would wake up and shift to the other side of the scale, causing a tip in the balance and producing, ta-da, critical mass. At that point, she surmised a great soul evolution would emerge, and as a whole race, we would evolve beyond our shadowy little boxes to become more of what our creator had intended. I noticed in March of 2020, that might actually be happening now. Hmm and now down the rabbit hole we go denver international airport good old d.i.a. what brings this up you ask well i have a very special relationship with this airport personally and i would rather drive 10 hours out of my way than to even fly through that place yuck for one Every time I fly through or to there, they either lose or they destroy my luggage. Every. Single. Time. It's been that way for 25 plus years, and I do what I can to avoid that airport every chance I have. I used to have an agent who laughed at me because I refused to go through DIA. Lost or destroyed bags aren't the only reasons I dislike being in that place either. The vibe is really distressing it's very icky so this last Christmas I took a trip to Utah to be with my family in the mountains for a good old fashioned family Christmas and the only thing really available was of course a connecting flight through Denver (sighs) okay so I put on my big girl panties and I went gentle into that good night and they lost my bags in Denver I guess my bags had a damn good time in Vegas without me, but they were delivered to me later that night in good condition, so I figured no harm, no foul. Yeah, no. Two days before I was supposed to come home, I got an email very early in the morning telling me my Southwest flight had been canceled. I thought it was a little odd for them to cancel two days in advance, but... I immediately went to their website to book another flight, and every single flight had been canceled for like the next six days. That's right, you guessed it, I got caught up in the Great Southwest Airlines holiday meltdown. I went ahead and booked the first flight available, and I was thrilled to find a connection through Phoenix. Ha! Take that, Denver! Then came the day I was supposed to fly home. I got all the way to the airport, waited for many hours, and my flight to Phoenix was canceled, along with thousands of other people and their flights in the second round of Southwest Airline Meltdowns. I called my family to come and get me, but then the ticket agent says to me, Hey, I just had a cancellation to Kansas City through Denver. Do you want it? Denver. Yep, I'll take it. Of course, my luggage was already on its way to Phoenix, so at least it wouldn't have to suffer the baggage-eating catacombs of DIA. I did finally make it home, and so did my bags. But it got me to thinking that Denver International Airport has to be the topic for a Season 2 opener. Why, you ask? Well, let's start with the fact that the citizens of Colorado didn't really want or need the airport to begin with and many felt like they were pushed into the deal like it or not the already mind-blowing price tag in 1989 of 1.7 billion dollars ended up being 3.1 billion dollars over budget costing a total of 4.8 billion dollars and it was delayed for 16 months beyond the original completion date then During early construction, there were five buildings that were completed and then buried because um, why not to mention that no one seems to know exactly who funded the project. Although there is a very strange and kind of creepy marker stone in the Great Hall, which they call the capstone that reads out a dedication to the airport and names the New World Airport Commission as the main contributor. It also talks about the time capsule buried underneath it. According to the dedication stone, the citizens of Colorado are supposed to open it in the year 2094, 100 years after it was laid. That's a bit of backstory. And now let's get to the actual facility. As you drive into the airport, you're met with a 9,000 pound 32 foot tall blue stallion who has red glowing eyes. The locals affectionately call this incredible beast blucifer he's all reared up on his hind legs with his very ample manhood in full view welcoming the unbridled masses into the airport and when i said his eyes are glowing i wasn't exaggerating they really are red lights this gigantic horse is a cast fiberglass sculpture which was completed in 2008 by artist Louis Jimenez. I hope I didn't butcher that. This monstrosity also fell on the artist at his studio and killed him before it was ever installed at the airport. Insane. Once you get closer to the terminals, you'll notice that the main structure looks just like a circus tent. Oh wait, architects Jim Bradburn and Curtis Ventris came up with the idea out of necessity and whimsy And they're supposed to be snow-capped mountains but the jeppesen terminal really does look like a giant circus tent hidden in plain sight all around the airport are lots of bizarre and somewhat macabre little easter eggs too like the gargoyles down in the baggage claim areas personally i kind of like these little guys and i'm sorry i missed the new talking gargoyle while i was there that's a little too close for comfort lady oh damn um what, you never seen a talking gargoyle before? Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. This is awesome. Hello. Do I know you? Are you hungry? Oh, I'm starving. You got anything for me? Those flowers look delicious. Oh my Oh, it's because of the conspiracy. It's because of the conspiracy. Look at me. I'm a little know-it-all. Will you get back over here? I got a question about this conspiracy. You know, you can actually put the phone down and have a conversation with me. But no, I'm a millennial. I've got to post it. I've got to snap face it and Twitter book it. You're such a sweet talker. Will you take me back home with you? Let's go. I have some space in my backpack. Actually, I think you have too much baggage for me. (laughs) I guess he's freaked a few people out with his interactive jibber-jabber. For whatever reason, DIA decided to embrace the whole conspiracy theory thing, and this gargoyle was meant to help them celebrate their birthday. With that said, let's talk about my favorite, not favorite, those disgusting fucking murals down in Baggage Claim. Commissioned by artist Leo Tanguma, the multi part murals are called In Peace and Harmony with Nature and children of the world dream peace not aptly named back in 2008 my son adrian and i flew into denver to shoot a movie i'd already read a lot about these murals over the years but this was the first time i had an opportunity to actually see them with my own eyes they were everything i had heard and more as we stood in front of them gaping in disbelief a young mother walked her two-year-old daughter behind us We heard her say to her child, oh, look at the pretty mural, oh my God. She snatched up her little girl protectively and whisked her away. That just about says it all. These murals are incredibly gross and thoroughly disturbing. If you haven't seen them, I've included photos in the video part of this show and they're easy enough to find online with a quick search. I'll try to describe them, but I know I won't do them justice there are dead animals dead children in caskets and cities burning there's a nazi wearing a gas mask sticking a sword up a white dove's butt surrounded by crumbling cities children sleeping on piles of bricks and weeping women holding dead babies all in a row and on into infinity in another painting there are children holding bundles of swords wrapped in allied flags standing over a dead Nazi with rainbows in the background. Even the happiest of these murals is alarming and completely overwhelming. Picture all the children of the world dressed in their ancestral clothing and accompanied by lots of animals, some of which I think are actually extinct, gathered around this really weird fruit looking thing. There's a snow leopard in the background with two cubs that have very human looking faces. Yeah, I wouldn't want to explain these works of art to my small children, either. There are also rumors of tunnels that go deep under the airport. Some say six levels down. Then, all the way into and under the mountains. Maybe even all the way to NORAD at Cheyenne Mountain. Dulce, New Mexico, and other military bases, too. Hundreds of miles of underground roadways, including tunnels with underground bullet trains that go mock speeds have been reported i've read several stories from people who say they were part of crews building those tunnels when they broke through into a nest of gray aliens and that's when the fighting broke out humans and aliens alike were killed and one guy stated that he couldn't get their eyes out of his head apparently the big black lens over the gray's eyes pulled back to reveal yellow slitted reptilian eyes underneath ew Rumors abounding concerning the many bases in those tunnels with all types of alien life forms working hand in hand with our government. As well as labor camps full of human children who are worked until they're used up and then eaten by their reptilian captors. Whoa! I don't honestly know how much of this is true. I have my own suspicions and opinions about these allegations, but what do you think? I know that's a crazy and uncomfortable place from my own experiences, and I'll continue to avoid it every chance I get, but how much of this is real? I think it's kind of weird that the airport is embracing the conspiracies, but what does that really mean? Just some food for thought, and the next time you're flying into Denver International Airport, it'll give you something to explore for yourself while you're waiting to catch that flight. Just don't open any strange doors or go down any dark hallways. Okay, that's my show for this week. Special thanks to my wonderful boyfriend and my amazing family for helping me get this project off the ground and rolling it to a good place. Next week, my dear friend Jordan Bunce joins me for a ghostly stroll down Memory Lane, and we're talking about the entities and energies we experienced while working at the commercial haunted houses. Don't miss it. It'll be a hilarious and spooky show. Thanks for listening and keep it surreal.